Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening. Welcome. It is Beast of the East podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, also coming at you from the Y'all's Conference Network as well. We are uh, pulling one of those things we call like to call a, a double team. So uh, joining me to execute tonight's show is my man, Vinny Hardy, and Israel will be joining us later. What's up, Vinny? Man, I'm good, Corey, man. How you doing this evening? You know, I can't complain. Just, uh, you know, just hanging in there. We, uh, you know, Saturday was a rough go for uh, for us dog fans, but it, it's, uh, you know, we're still in the playoffs, so I guess I can't complain too much. We, we got to get ready for Michigan now, so um, we're, we're, we're going to dive into that a little bit too, Vinny, but um, I, I, want to, I want to let you know that, that this is not your typical uh, Y'all's Conference Network set up on screen. Steve is, uh, right now, he's probably taking pictures with uh, Mickey, Minnie, uh, Goofy, Donald, probably riding Space Mountain, all of the good stuff that you do at Disney World on his family vacation. So um, that's exciting for him. Um, <laughs> all of our, yeah, right. Well, what's your what's your favorite deal at uh, at, at Disney World? Have you been in a while? Oh no, not in a while. Uh, so yeah, it was I was I was a kid. hadn't taken my kids yet. Um, so I don't know, would it be the, I don't know if it'd be Epcot, it'd be something new that I hadn't even checked out yet. Uh, I'd have to have to survey the scene. I remember, you know, seeing Chippendale and, and Goofy and the small world stuff when you know, my parents took me that whole thing. Um, so yeah, oh, I yeah. know it's changed a lot since then. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, uh, Stacy Blackwood comes in. Corey, I apologize in advance. Roll Tide. Yep. So, as you can see, the chat is rocking and rolling. It looks kind of cool right here, man. Um, it, it does. And this being a Beast of the East podcast, I gotta, I gotta kind of feel y'all's pain since we we're the East Division. And uh, you know, I, I thought. This was this was y'all's time. I was like, man, if if Georgia's gonna get them, this is it. You know, Auburn, you know, the, the Iron Bowl, Alabama limped into the SEC championship game, all vulnerable, and this, I was uh, like, this is, you know, Georgia, y'all get pissed off, y'all give up first down. So this is this is the time. Yeah. And, it is oh. the time. It, it was it was primed and ready to go. But but before we get into that, we are presented by BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Don't forget about the NFL and these bowl games coming up if you're going to do a bowl pool. Bet online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. 
Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online. It's where the game starts. But yeah, um, going into that game, you know, we previewed it ad nauseum on all of our shows. Uh, Cody, uh, the East always will be dominated by the West. <laughs> not long, not for long. Hopefully, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but coming into this game, you know, uh, we had Jake and Stacy on uh, the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast to uh, to talk about this stuff, um, and we uh, we also talk talked on this show, and we talked Israel and I talked on the Believe in Georgia Dogs, and we also talked on with Jake on uh, SEC After Dark. So um, we talked about how we thought this defensive line would would be taken care of. Uh, we thought the battle in the trenches was going to be won by Georgia on both sides of the ball, and that didn't happen. You know, one, one of the MVPs of this game was that much maligned offensive line for Alabama. They yeah. gave Bryce Young so much time uh, for him to do what they do, and he did it. I mean, we, we said, and Stacy, you can jump in on the chat and, and – uh, and back me up on this, but we said if uh, Israel and I both said that if we allow one of those slants to go to the house early, that this game we were going to be in trouble. What happened? First touchdown of the game, Jamison Williams takes a slant about sixty-five to the house. Um, not a good look. Not not a good look there. But um, again, Vinny, we played timid. At the end of the day, I, I think the game plan was try not to lose. And, and, and be close in the fourth quarter, and you can't do that with Alabama. You just can't. Um, you, you can't be conservative on either side of the ball. They were conservative on defense, playing back, making sure they didn't get beat deep instead of just playing in the receiver's face, making them work to get off the line of scrimmage, making Bryce, making Bryce Young work to move in the pocket and, and try to get his eyes down to the rush. We did none of that. And when we finally did, we were down by 21 points, and it was a little too late. but. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I can't play conservative against those guys. Um, I thought Georgia did a lot of good things, but um, at the end of the day, played conservative and gave up, you know, way too many touchdowns. Gave up, you know, didn't take care of the ball in the second half with, with two interceptions and, and a turnover on downs. Uh, you get down in the red zone and you, you got to come away with some points there. So I don't know. Yeah, that was that was it. He was he was running for his life. He was under a lot more pressure against Auburn the week before. Uh-huh. He's pointing guys, you know, hey, just just keep running to the corner on that one touchdown. Just I'm, I'm gonna put you, I'm gonna put you in right there. He's got time <laughs> to point. You know, on yeah. a running play, hey, block this dude for me. He's in the pocket. Hey, no, just hey, just just keep on going, and I'll hit you in stride. And so it was. We just we saw a lot of things, you know. <laughs> We hadn't seen this from Georgia all year with this, you know, but uh, Alabama's offense was, was explosive. You know, uh, Mechie goes down and it didn't matter. Robinson was hurt and it still, yeah. you know. They uh, couldn't run the ball. Alabama yeah. could not run the ball. It didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young was just chopping them up. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, sold Graphic 70, um, if you would, DM at YCN underscore SEC 
Um, if you want to get some partnership stuff done, um, do that for us. Uh, we appreciate you. Appreciate you jumping on board, but um, yeah, Frank, Frank Nisi, the D line got tired. Yes. Uh, the tempo kind of got to him, but um, again, we didn't help him. Like against Tennessee, we had the same tempo problem and it didn't seem to affect us. I mean, it affected us for one drive and it didn't seem to affect us after that. Why? Because we were getting off the field. We were pressuring and jamming their receivers I'm not saying anyone on Tennessee's roster is even close to Mechie and Jamison Williams, but I'll take I'll take Valus Jones and I can never remember the other guy's name, number four, whatever his name is. I can never remember it, but he absolutely had a nice uh, he had a nice day and he's a really good receiver. I mean, but those guys they were jammed all night long. We were in the face, all that stuff. Um, but just I don't know. I didn't like the offensive game plan either. And with Israel said it last week, you know, uh, Stetson, maybe it was on believing dogs when you guys had Stacy and, and Jake on. That's when we had those, those. And we talked about the elite doing, quarterback dude? play. A couple, and, yeah. a couple of reads. What, Stetson, what are you doing? And there was some of that, you know, just. Mm-hmm. Wasn't seeing the field properly or, or, or the rush or difference in uh, it was something. It was just, you know, he wasn't this normal steady self. He was he was off kilter all night as well. Absolutely. Uh yeah, Stacy, we, we talked about elite quarterback play and there was a v- giant chasm of difference. And and to get into the quarterback debate, we'll, we'll get into that here in just a second, Vinny. But uh going back over to the chat, uh, you know, talked about also 56 at center, talking about you know him. He was he was crucial in picking up stunts uh, from this Georgia defense, and dude might have been low key the MVP of the game uh, right there for uh, for Alabama. But um, also, uh, Cody is talking about Stevens' tweets about Matt Corral. That is a best of the West topic, but that's just his opinion, man. Um, yeah, throwing while trying to catch up is different than throwing with a lead. Throwing is throwing, man. Um, but you 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 have to treat it that way, Stacy. Uh, that's an interesting comment because elite quarterbacks just treat it as the same. Throwing is throwing. We're we're, we're just we're gonna get. I'm gonna hang in there. It's it's all about discipline, and that's all that is. It's discipline. Kirby got up, and then his his butthole got about that tight, <laughs> that tight, and. <laughs> It showed like it, he just went into let's play it safe mode. And then all of a sudden Stetson Bennett doesn't have the discipline to hang in there with a lot of his throws and, and starts trying to throw to win the game on every throw. And you, it, if any, it's just not going to happen for you. You you're up 10 to nothing and you kick it into safe mode on 10 to nothing. That's <laughs> that was enough cushion in his mind, in Kirby's mind, I'm talking about to think, okay, yeah, let's okay, well, let's just play not to lose now at ten nothing. Let's just hang on. I mean, he had that much faith in his defense. I, I guarantee. You. I, yeah, uh, yeah. I guarantee Dang. you. So, I, I don't know. Like, and and going back to the quarterback situation, like for Georgia, at what point do you go? Um. At what point do you go with Stet or do you go away from Stetson Bennett and he outcoaches himself 
Yes, in these big games, absolutely he does. Um, at what point do you go from Stetson to JT? What, at what point do you just say, you know what, this isn't working, Stetson, you got us here, but it just isn't working. We're going to go to JT because the game plan, if you really watch, right, and I, and, and this is none of this is on Stetson. Stetson played as good as Stetson's going to play, right? He maximized his, his ability. I mean, 340 with three touchdowns, he maximized his ability. But it showed late in the second quarter, early in the third, when it when things got a little tighter and pressure kind of built a little bit, he started making panic throws, panic, panic audible checks, things like that. And the game plan I thought for the quarterback position was centered around somebody with a skill set of JT Daniels. You know, hang in there, get the ball out quick, distribute the rock. That's not Stetson's game, right? Stetson is a runner. Stetson is an athlete. Stetson is Baker Mayfield without a strong arm. And that's his style. And they did not play to that. And, and that that's what, yeah, that, 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 frustrate, that frustrated me because it's like, okay, you got this guy who can – do some things with his legs. Why not? Why, why aren't we doing those things? And you talking about JT do things with his legs? No, no, Stetson or Stetson, right? Okay, yeah. Stetson. So, so JT is proof that you can lose your job to injury. Basically, that, yeah, he that got. He got. Apparently, he's got Wally pipped. Yes. Yeah. And for those of you that and, don't know that reference, Wally Pipp <laughs> is a f- famous first baseman of the New York Yankees from like the 1920s. Got injured. Lou Gehrig filled in and missed and started like 2,000 something straight games. And I, I think I was maybe I'm believing Kentucky. I was asking you in Israel, or when I had or I was on your show one the other. It was the quarterback question, I think. And you coming into the season, it was it was was it JT's team? It was going to be right. It was that's what it was JT's that's what team. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, and then what happened was he gets hurt. He gets a latch strain. I think he played. I think he gutted out the Clemson game. I think he was hurt. I think he hurt it in camp. Um, and, and he uh, he comes out of the Clemson game, and he's he's injured. And Stetson starts the UAB game, goes five for his first five with five touchdowns. I mean, something insane. And then just starts building all this momentum. And all of a sudden, it's just playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And here you go. Now, Kirby, again, out coaching himself, decides to stick with the hot hand in Stetson Bennett. When that hot hand runs out, he didn't make the change. And maybe, I don't know, maybe game flow dictated that, okay, they're that we're, we're, we're getting our ass handed to us. We're, we're mentally not in this game anymore. Let's just ride it out. Hope we get in the playoff and let's, let's, let's play for the rematch. Yeah. Um, you don't have your hands full with Michigan, but you, you, you still should. I still think Georgia we sh- will, will get we, past. We this. should, we should, yeah. should right. get past Michigan. I, I think mm-hmm. depth wise, we should get Georgia should get past 
Michigan, but Michigan is red hot right now. So yeah. I'm not even, I'm not going to count those chickens. Um, but we weren't and Stacy, we weren't, I mean, I'm, I'm sure their folks were, but we were, I was never dated, doubting Nick Saban. I just thought this team had enough in the tank to, to actually finally get past him. It was going to be an all out war, no matter what. Um, but you know, it, it's been going toe to toe for years. I mean, yeah. had him on the ropes several times. Can't can't finish. Can't close it out. And that whole Georgia narrative, you know, that's why the Braves, which you and I are both Braves fans, that's why they were yeah. all about kill the narrative because of the whole Georgia thing, the whole Braves mm-hmm. thing, the whole Hawks thing, the whole everything down there. The Georgia and, sports curse. Yeah, you know, Tua comes in and snatches one away. A uh, couple of close games in the SEC championship game before. Uh-huh. I can't say I was doubting Saban. I, I, went, but I, I was never doubting Saban, but I was doubting this team a little bit. That This is not the strongest Bama team they've had in the last 10 years. Right, and I think even Stacey would have to say that. I mean, yeah, They're 11-1. This is, by Bama standards, a flawed Alabama squad, you know, with the struggle at Florida and – you know, sometimes they, you know, they couldn't run the ball like they normally do. The struggle they, they had put, offensively. T- teams that they would have put away by halftime last year, they were struggle winning against this year. And that's yeah. where I think the doubt came into play. But Saban somehow, like, it had there been any other coach going through those games, like the LSU game, the Arkansas game right. um, in particular, I think those games probably would have been losses if they didn't have Nick Saban and everything else was the same. Yeah. I think they lose three or four. A few weren't as deep as they were typically are. Still plenty of depth, but not traditional Alabama deep. (laughs) Not not, teams in the past. Not any of the Lane Kiffin or or Sark teams. Like this team is – Like last year's Alabama team would beat this year's Alabama team by 50. Yeah, easily, yeah. and that's why, and that's easily. why we, and I picked. I mean, Saturday, I think I picked Georgia twenty six twenty. Uh, I think, but it's yeah, Georgia's going to get them. I mean, if that's Dalton Saban, then guilty as charged. But you know, I thought nah, this was. It's I not, thought it was kind of right. I thought it was kind of right pickings. It was. It was there yeah. for taking for Georgia. Yeah. You can. You can. Uh, you can have all the respect in the world for for Saban, and and then think he's going to lose a game. I mean, that's not. It's not doubting Saban if you pick Georgia to win. If you if your reasoning is doubting Saban, then there you go. But if if your reasonings are, are some you know some other things, it's not necessarily doubting Nick Saban. I, I get that. But uh, and they were picked. Um, and I think ninety some games in a row in ninety three games. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> a lot of people were quote doubting Saban. <laughs> yeah, and and Brock Bowers is for him not to be a Mackey Award finalist. He has, oh he's tied for the most touchdowns all time at Georgia as a receiver. Oh my God. That dude. He tied dude. Terrence Ed on, on Saturday at 11. That dude. 11 touchdowns. Meanwhile, Wiedermeyer has four. <laughs> I tweeted and during the game. The yard. I tweeted during the game. Bowers doing Bowers things like he's done all season. <laughs> and he was doing that against us. The 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 ball, the touchdown. When it was literally at his head, he hadn't even turned around yet, and he, and just, he just turns around and snags it. Yeah. And say, oh my it, god! It was, and you it was know, unreal. 
I was my God a freshman. We we had the whole Larry Munson thing about Bowers uh, a few weeks ago. My yeah, God a freshman because my God a freshman. Yeah. That's that's what he does, man. Because that he is a he is a beast for real. Yeah, absolutely. So on on the whole Braves tip, I'm hoping this SEC championship was akin to Game Five of the World Series, where Braves get up early and then fall apart, <laughs> and then Game Six. We're going to have that Jorge Soler moment where we hit it out of the stadium. And that's going to be like a crucial pick six to go up 21 on Bama in the national championship. Like I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is the case. Yeah. I didn't want to close it out. I'm hoping. I'm saying I'm hoping. I'll take a one point win. I don't care how we get it. I'll take a a win. I'll take any win. I don't care how we get it. I'll take a win. I want to close it out. I want to close it out on the road like like the Braves did. Yeah, I, I want to close. I want to. I want to grab this monkey and sling him off our back for the time being. Like I, I want to. I want to do what Alabama did to us in seventeen, not win the conference, but come back and win the national championship. I want to do that to them. Yeah, and maybe we'll get our chance, but we gotta get past Georgia's Got to get past Michigan first. Uh, it's gonna, uh, yeah, like Stacy said, it's gonna be an old slobber knocker. So, um, jump in on the chat. So, yeah. That's what they did against Ohio State. He finally got his quote unquote over that hump. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, been struggling and losing to them forever, and he finally got Getting that smoked. off his back. And that's what you yeah. guys are trying to do against Alabama. Yeah. Same thing Harbaugh's up there trying to do yeah. against the Buckeyes. They've been getting smoked too. Just not yeah. What's up, John? Jump in on the chat. Stacy was uh it seemed like Stacy for for a minute there was the was the only one active. So um, but yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's it's going to be a fun playoff. I, I think they got it right. Uh, Bama, Cincy, that's going to be a fun one. I know Stacy, you, you and uh, Jake are going to talk that one ad nauseum, so I won't go into that. Desmond Ritter, just watched last year's Peach Bowl. Dude is legit. Like this Cincinnati team is legit. There's a reason why Luke Fickle is still there. Maybe, maybe part of that is he, he's waiting for the Ohio State job, but. Um, <laughs> uh, at least I'm going to tell myself that he's there because Cincinnati's nasty and they're about to go into the Big 12. Mm. Ryan Day's a young dude, though. He might, is he going to wait that out? Ryan Day might be the next head coach for the Chicago Bears. Hmm. Somebody's about to be for sure. There's some there's some buzz around that. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, before before we get into these bowl games, Vinny, a couple of coaching updates. Um, to to be said, um, a couple of notable ones. I'm not going to go through all of them, but Mario Cristobal heading to Miami, leaving Oregon, and Brent Venables is the new head coach at Oklahoma. Yeah. What do you think there? We were just talking was it last week. I mean, maybe Venables just doesn't want to be a head coach. Maybe he just wants to be a DC. Maybe he doesn't want all the other stuff. And uh, he finally decides. Maybe he was just waiting for Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been the key. Make that move. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Cristobal, I mean, he's, uh, I think he'll do fine in Miami. Uh, Miami's so broken. I don't know. Got the whole Diaz stuff out of there. Got all that, whatever was going on with with that situation. Um, they get a new AD as well down there. They they cleaning. They're bringing everything. 
Dan, Dan Radakovich. Yeah, they cleaned house. Uh, I don't think they fired Manny Diaz yet. Still not. <laughs> I don't think they fired him yet. I think they just hired Cristobal. And oh, yeah. I don't think they fired Manny Diaz yet. Oh, <laughs> I haven't man. seen that. Um, Frank, to answer your question, uh, no, they weren't. I think they had about seven opt-outs and about four or five key injuries. Um, so they were definitely not at full strength. But did Georgia want to be there? Just, Georgia, Georgia did not want to be there. there. I didn't think so. They, yeah. they did not want to be there. They were not at full strength, not mm-hmm. even close. Um, you know, to have the bowl some, season, some yeah, teams want to be there, some they, don't. They had, a, they had a bunch of COVID cases, injuries, opt-outs, all kind of yeah, – it was – it was not good. Um, yeah. JT Daniels threw for like 400 yards in that game too, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. he is pretty good. Um, but yeah, going back to uh, going back to the coaches, uh, Cristobal. I don't know if unless he was encouraged to leave Oregon because he's been kind of on a skid with them. Why would you leave Oregon? You have a blank check from Phil Knight. You got Whittingham twice, so maybe that's why you <laughs> you leave Oregon. I don't oh, know. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're yeah. owned, you got owned by Utah? Got Cal Whittingham. I mean, twice. there wasn't no fluke. <laughs> he went yeah. out and did it again to him. They got their ass handed to him twice. Ooh. Twice. Mm-hmm. Once, at, once on the road, once on a neutral site. Step on over to this ACC because Clemson isn't Clemson anymore, and and nobody's anybody in the ACC. So yeah, <laughs> it can be that's the easiest path of all. So let me just go on back over here to Coral Gables and 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 build that it, thing back up or try to. It, it is home for him. He he did mm-hmm. he did go to college there, so I'll give him that. I wonder who he's going to hire around him. That's going to be that's going to be interesting. And I think when you look at the. Uh, the Oregon job now. Who fills that? Mm, that's 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 attractive for sure. I don't. I don't. You get a West Coast guy. Or do, you just... do, you, do you get Chip Kelly back? <laughs> <laughs> that would, you welcome that would him back. Be, that'd be some fun Pac-12 <laughs> drama. You know that would that would be. I'd like to see that. That'd be fun. That would be that, fun. It make you stay up for those late games out there when when conference play started and mm-hmm. Pac twelve after how, dark. Yeah, how butt hurt the Bruins are watching him <laughs> go back to Eugene. That would be that be some spicy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it would. Um, yeah, that that would be pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I think uh, Joe Moorhead already left. He he became yeah. Akron's head coach. So. I mean, you're losing staff members. You just got boat raced. Yep. Um, so not, I guess not not a bad mood, but um, I mean, let's see. Had their, you know, the pack, it, Oregon had the chance, I mean, and then they never could. The Pac-10 kept stubbing their toe, nobody making a playoff out there. Uh, if, if Riley does what you think he does, they're going to be rolling soon. He's been recruiting California anyway in Norman. Mm-hmm. Now he's back in LA. So if he gets them cranking, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Chip Kelly does get something going and that maybe they have something there. I don't know, but the ACC not having anybody, I think that, and, and it's home. Yeah. And I, I think Tony Elliott is, uh, well, never mind. I was going to say senior 
Cowboy senior defensive assistant George Edwards now has emerged as a candidate to replace David Cutcliffe at Duke. So I think Tony Elliott is staying uh, at that Clemson. So that's good for them. Uh, there's some there's some things that are happening. There's some things that are happening. But uh, going back to Brent Venables, I, I think he's going to bring. Uh, I think he's going to bring one thing, and that's going to be toughness. To, to the Oklahoma team. I, I think it's going to be, they're going to be a lot more physical. No, you know, no more. Am I going to be able to call them soft? Right. I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. Uh, so there you go. And also and this move, is go ahead. my fault. I'm my bad, man. That oh, move is, you know, trying to be long-term, I guess for Oklahoma, knowing they're coming over here to the SEC Bring in a you know defensive guy. He's got a reputation for defense toughness. Saw what he did with Clemson. You know you 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 can't bring that Pac-12 defense into this meat grinder, and so I think that hire was. I mean, they need to make a good hire anyway. But they're they're looking ahead for we gotta bring some defense and get a guy in here who knows defense. Uh, Clemson, they were in the ACC, but they. When they were rolling, they could have passed as an SEC team. You could see them, mm-hmm. you know, coming into the league and doing well. We saw them win a couple of national championships. So that was for a couple of years from now, just as much as it is for the present. But it was it was long term for we got to have some defense. We got to have some backbone when we do make this move. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, this is this is not going to make Ole Miss fans very happy. But Jeff Levy is being targeted to be the new offensive coordinator at Oklahoma under Brent Venables. So hang on to your hats, guys. Um, is the carousel getting out of control now? No, it's always like this. Every year, it, there, there's a lot of movement. I mean, everything that we thought was going to happen has happened. Um, and I, I think you know you, you see that. Um, Pac-12 players just aren't tough, and they're not deep. They're tough. They're just those Pac-12 teams just aren't as deep because a lot of those California and West Coast kids are going to the SEC and Big 12. You know, they're they're getting out of the West Coast. A lot of kids are leaving California, and I think a lot of that's due to California politics. But this is not a political show, so I'm not going to dive into that. But, <laughs> um. But Stacy also asked Vinny, who do you think has who do you think has made the best hire to this date? Now, there's still some jobs out there um, to be had, but at this point, who's made the best hire? You think who who do you think will do the best? Um, Billy Napier is a good hire. Venable is a good hire. I mean, Riley's a good hire, even though we think he was ducking the SEC. He can say he wasn't, but uh, Billy Napier low-key might be uh, maybe the leader in the clubhouse. Right up here. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Billy Napier, and if it's not, it's certainly not Brian Kelly and his fake Southern accent. Uh, I I what? think it's Mark <laughs> family. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think it's Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. I love that hire. I love that they were quick with it, and and he's already there, so he can just go ahead and keep it rolling. I, I love that. If they would do it, I didn't know if they would, but they did. I didn't they think they would, but I, I I'm glad they did. I I, mm-hmm. I think that's a great hire. And if you hate Notre Dame, then of course that's a terrible hire. But because um, yeah. he's going to win, I I think he <laughs> he's the glue, man. Um, 
And I, most I, of the dudes stayed with him. Right now Kelly's yeah. got to you know revamp the staff more so than he thought. In addition to acclimating to Baton Rouge, which <laughs> he's not the first dude to to be from out of the area to go to a place. I mean, heck, I'm a Kentucky fan. Rick Pitino came from New York City. He couldn't understand what we were saying. We couldn't understand him. But he won. He didn't get to Lexington and, and try to talk Southern as soon as he got off the plane. So that, he's not. You know, he's that's... also not a phony. He, he, I mean, yeah. what you see with Patino is what you get, man. He he yeah. he throws. He puts all his cards out on the table. <laughs> Nick Saban's from West Virginia. Les Miles is from Ohio, but they they didn't go down there trying to do that. You know, Les Miles calling Arkansas, Arkansas. He was eating grass. He was doing. You know, but to yeah, those those guys aren't phony, right? Yeah, to, you know. To, to channel your, <laughs> to channel your, uh, <laughs> Google them kids. This because I'm I'm older than probably all our listeners. Google Justin Wilson, the the Cajun chef. He used to do those Ruffles commercials. I guarantee he channeled Justin Wilson. He channeled Jerry Clower and Bobby Bowden. The minute he hit Louisiana, Google all of them because I'm older than everybody. So but y'all y'all know what I'm talking about if you Google those. I guarantee. I guarantee you. <laughs> There's no reason for that, man. But nah. So I mean, he and if I'm an LSU fan, I like is he? I, I saw a dude, uh, you know, Preston guy for uh, Tiger Bait. Yeah, retweeted. I think it was an LSU, a Baton Rouge news person who was saying, "Hey, he's he's trying to relate to us. Let him do that and just move on." Basically, kind of defending Brian Kelly's deal the other night. And he knows good and well if, if, say, Brian Kelly takes the Florida job and does that same speech in the old Connell Center at a Gators basketball game, the LSU people would have been clowning him just like us. He's just trying to defend it because he's in, he, he he's here and he's one of he, he's in Baton Rouge covering the team and he needs exactly. a scoop. That's why. If he'd have been anywhere else, they'd have been like. Psh- They'd have been clowning him just like we are. Get out of here, man. And, and John, maybe he did get caught between those two words, but that whole thing he was trying to do is Southern. Like, it, uh, if you listen to it, he's trying to be Southern. Like, that's not his voice. Tigers win all my games, my family. It was the whole thing. My family. <laughs> I do declare. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do some things here with them Tigers. <laughs> yeah. I'm Brian Kelly. Come support the team. I'm Please. from Boston. <laughs> Let me have some sweet tea. I, I'm from I'm from New York. Let me get some. <laughs> let me get some of that. Let me get one of them all the Palmas. <laughs> like that. I mean, his whole thing was that way. I mean, you can't tell me it wasn't. I mean, Ooh, I'm dying for on, a man. beignet about time. I'm time for another beignet. Let me have me one of them beignets. Come on. <laughs> Well, John, I, I would rather John to, to to counter that point. I would rather him be a super Yankee and be himself. Right. I, I mean, there's like a difference between toning. There's a difference between toning it down and trying to be something just to just to relate. Like you can relate. You can say, "Hey, I want to try some of these things down here. I want to get involved in the culture." But that doesn't mean you have. He is from South Boston. That's right. Um, <laughs> Where did I read he was from New York? I where did I get for he was from New he's York? He's from Massachusetts. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely from South Boston. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a difference between like 
like I felt like that was almost insulting when he did. Yeah. I, there's a difference between like, hey, I'm new to Louisiana. I want I want to try you know what it has to offer. I want to try a beignet. I want to try some gumbo. You know, I want to I want to get immersed in the culture. Yeah, I want to talk to some people. I want to experience some things, mm-hmm. but don't go give some phony ass speech at a basketball game. That's not that's not trying to get yourself involved in the culture. Like that's not the time to do that. The time to do that is getting people to, you know, and not even making a, any publicity about it. Just getting out there in the community and meeting people, and and just just immersing yourself in the Baton Rouge community, and that stuff will naturally play along. And that's probably stuff that he's doing, and, and he'll be fine. It's just something that we can all poke fun at. Yes. I'm from Southeastern Kentucky, right where Kentucky, Tennessee, and Virginia all come together, right in the mountains, right in the coal mines. My mom would tell you, if she was on here right now, I would go to, you know, friends' house, you know, the people I knew that had a thicker Southeastern Kentucky accent than I had and, you know, stayed a night at their house for the weekend or whatever. I come back and, and would be talking more country than I normally do. Mom's like, man, what? Why are you talking like him for? You sound like him because it would just rub off. But I'm already from there. And it's not, it's not like much I of a just, stretch for you. Yeah. It's not like you just dropped me into Kentucky from, we from all, California. We all yeah. Like, like, but Ke- I would tell went back to South Boston. He would get right back into that. Yeah. But I've been to Boston, been to Red Sox games, ate clam chowder. I didn't go up there saying, all oh, the socks parked the car in the yard by the harbor. They were still making fun of my Kentucky accent. I didn't get off the plane at the airport and start trying to talk chowder. I didn't I didn't do that. You know? <laughs> Give so me some chowder. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly did. That's what Kelly did. He got off the plane and tried to switch it up. I went yeah. up there and they were still, you know, me and my dad went to the Red Sox games and, and were took the subway. Missed our stop, came out, and we're like, we're not where we're supposed to be. Ask an officer where we where, where such and such was, and we needed, to, you know, t- he told us how to get there and all that. But he asked me to say it again. He said, "Can you say that again?" So I asked for what it is again. He said, "Man, I heard you the first time. I just want to hear your accent because I was still talking like I talk. I wasn't up there trying to put on some kind of fake Boston accent." But Brian yeah. Kelly thought that's what he needed to do. Yeah, and, and that's not the right move. And will he be a good hire from a football perspective? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but there's a reason why nobody came with him from Notre Dame. That's that's the concerning part. Mm-hmm. And, right. And it, and it ain't because they all love Marcus Freeman that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Marcus Freeman's great. <laughs> but there's a reason. There's a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but that's what if I'm an LSU fan, that's what kind of scares me a little bit. Um, but I, I think from a fo- football acumen standpoint, yes, he's a really good hire, and I think he'll ultimately he'll do he'll do fine, he'll do well. He's in a tough division. So, uh, but moving on from the coaching search stuff, I you know I'll tell you who didn't do a good job. I didn't think I didn't like TCU hiring Sonny Dykes and not really considering anybody else. I didn't I didn't particularly care for that. Yeah, not, not to go all Big Twelve after dark here or big t- beast of the Big Twelve, but yeah, I thought they could have. Patterson built them up enough to where they could have been more attractive to somebody else. It, and when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. it didn't even it didn't even move the needle. It didn't make me feel any kind of way. Oh, okay, Sunday night, all right, okay, whatever. 
That's basically yeah. my reaction to it. Mm. Yeah, that would have been a great hire, John. Uh, and, and John, on your point about the noted, I'm talking about coaches, not players. <laughs> coaches, not players. Um, I understand players not wanting to go or wanting to play for Freeman. I'm talking about coaches. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Coach Prime would have been a great hire. I think I think they just should have carried the process out a little more. Honestly, and if they and if they came back to Sonny Dykes, fine, so be it. But um, I, I think they should have. I think they should have did their due diligence, which I, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure they did. I think they just kind of rushed to it and said, "Oh, we'll get this guy because he's doing really well." Um, and and if you really want to know our take on that, there's a coaching carousel episode already available on Apple Podcasts from when I was on the illegal. Well, I'm on Illegal Motion College Football Podcast as well. I'm on like. I'm everywhere, guys, if in case you hadn't noticed that. But you like Steve Harvey, man. You everywhere, Corey. I, I gotta do something, man. I, I gotta build this brand. I something's gotta pop for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of something, we 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 got a new sponsor on this show. It's called Lightbox Jewelry. So say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price. That is $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but they're just grown in a lab because of their process. They can create stones in bluish pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white light box. Lab grown diamonds are the gift. They'll never want to take off priced. So they don't, so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. So visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds. That's never a dull moment. So guys, if you're still looking for that last minute deal, visit Lightbox. All right. Visit Lightbox. Yes. Lanning or Lebby would have been uh, better higher than Sunny Dykes. But we're moving on from the coaching carousel. Uh, we got to talk some bowl games, guys. We could, we could go on and on and on and on about the coaching carousel. And we're going to have more to react to also when, when Oregon and them make, make hires and stuff like that. So, yes, Lanning, Lebby, anybody, I think. Sonny Dykes just falls apart in the last month of the season. He's just, he's just okay. Yeah. His ceiling is SMU. Yeah. That's his ceiling. And that's what they settled for. That's what they. That's what they jumped right into. That's what they pounced on. They the pounced on it like, you. They pounced, pounced on it like faster than USC pounced on Riley. So yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we, we bowl games, and I don't think Lightbox Jewelry is uh, sponsoring a bowl. They should. Um, they're better than some of these other ones. But uh, we talked time. about the playoff. We talked about the playoff. Alabama versus Cincy, Michigan versus Georgia. We'll get we'll get more in depth on those previews the closer we get to them. Um, the New Year's Six Bowl games. You got the Peach Bowl match matching Michigan State versus Pittsburgh, the ACC champion Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, January first, the Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. That ought to be a fun one. Um, the Rose Bowl is Ohio State versus Utah. I love that matchup. <laughs> and the Sugar matches Baylor with Ole Miss. So what's your favorite matchup out of those? Or do you like or or are you gonna say B all of the above? I like all of them. Is um rank them. The, the Baylor Ole Miss. Whoa. Baylor Ole Miss is good. I mean Aranda <laughs> trying to go against Lane. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Um, you talk about teams that don't want to be there, do want to be there, and as far as bowl games are concerned, uh, Notre Dame is going to be – they're going to they gonna ball out for Freeman. You know, the, uh-huh. when they saw him get introduced as the coach, they went nuts. They were ecstatic. And so it's not going to be, you know, we missed the playoff and yeah, whatever. This is going to be his first time coaching them, you know, this, this little bit of bowl practice with them, and then they go out there and play. They're going to play for him and, and, and you know, come out with the hair on fire as the old cliche goes. You're going to see them really probably go out there and ball out for Freeman. Like you said, you love to hire. Everybody loves him. Or he's he's a whole lot more likable than the last guy. So, <laughs> and that does mean something. So. <laughs> no offense, John. No offense. <laughs> yes, it does. I, I, I really like that matchup. Uh, why is nobody giving Dave Aranda a blank check? Maybe Dave Aranda just said he's good at Baylor. And then you got Joe Brady getting fired. I mean, Ed, Ed Orgeron might still be here. Look, if, if they could have held on those two guys, but, you know, mm-hmm. Brady's out of a job, didn't even make it through, you know, three quarters of the NFL season. You know, he didn't have McCaffrey and all that stuff, but uh, cra- you know, crazy. He was a hot shot through, guy. Boom. Made it through one and a half seasons. Yeah. 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 So, and I don't so, know. Maybe Todd Modkin gets a job in the, in the NFL. Maybe Georgia hires Joe Brady. That'd be cool. Grass ain't always greener. You just never know. And, you know, you're in a good spot where you are, but you. You have to take that shot at, at the NFL. You have to. I guess so. Like you got to see what you got. I mean, if it doesn't work out, doesn't work out, he can get a job in anywhere in college. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'll be, he'll yeah. be a hot. He'll be hot on everybody's list. Mm-hmm. But I I love Kyle Whittingham versus Ryan Day. I love this matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, another explosive offense versus Utah, extremely physical Pac-12 team, which mm-hmm. in some people's minds is an oxymoron. But we look at some of these other bowls, K-State versus LSU. Sorry, John, but K-State's going to wipe the floor with you. Um, <laughs> I think I think LSU's just getting the extra bowl practices and and – that's going to be about the only thing this bowl game's good for. I don't think LSU's even going to want to be there. I, I just, I, it just, this one just smells like a K State beatdown because K State hasn't been relevant in quite some time. They finally have made a bowl, so they're, they're going to they're going to play. They're going to go all out. Um, Vinny, the Citrus Bowl, Iowa, Kentucky. I think Kentucky's going to wipe the floor with Iowa. As long as they hang on to the ball, as long as we can, you know, because turnovers have been a problem all year for Kentucky. Chris Rodriguez with fumble issues. Levis has thrown a few picks more, you know, it's his first year in offense. You kind of see that, but some passes behind guys, off guys' hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be nine and three and be minus 15 in the turnover margin, whatever Kentucky is, is crazy. It's ridiculous. Overcome that, and still. you should be three and you should be three and nine with yes. those stats, man. It's ridiculous, it's and it it never corrected. You know, you you you're blowing Missouri out, and you know Rodriguez fumbles at the goal line, and and it changes the whole game, and you end up winning by seven. It's just been stuff like that all year. At South Carolina, four or five turnovers. You know, you win sixteen ten, but it everybody was fumbling. Josh Ali, Chris Rodriguez. You know, the tidy, everybody. Is so Iowa is opportunistic. 
there, you know, a lot of fumbles from recoveries, a lot of picks. Hang on to the ball because we're terrible with turnovers. They're great at takeaways. As long as you play clean and you 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 hear this about old school coaches back in the old days, you know, we know what happened at Penn State. We get all the, the whole horrible scandal, but you remember the old days. Well, you don't ever want to give Joe Paterno three weeks to prepare for you. Whenever it was bowl season, that's you always heard that. You give Joe Paul a month to get ready for you. I feel that way about Liam Cohen. I know this is his first year as a coordinator, but you give him three weeks to get ready for this Iowa offense. They steadily gain momentum throughout the year. They started clicking, you know, in October, November, like you'd expect. First year coordinator, first year starting quarterback to do. And they were, they got it rolling. Mississippi State game was awful, but you saw what they did against Louisville. So I think you did against Tennessee, even though they couldn't stop Tennessee and lost that game. So you get back to warm weather because that's always more fun for an offense. So you're down there in Florida, get three weeks off, get a little bit healthy, play against the Iowa team who has no offense to speak of at all. Well, there, there's a word. There's a two-hour uh, outside zone clinic that that Brian Ferentz put on. <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's hilarious because you watch the clinic and you're like, oh, okay. And you're like taking notes and then you go watch him play and you're like, oh, why did I take notes? <laughs> um, in, in case you, before it goes off the screen, uh, John talked about Dave Aranda, said he likes to be in a place where he can comfortably and openly talk about his faith. He's extremely religious, also became almost became a priest. That's a really cool story about Dave Aranda. That makes a lot of sense. Baylor's a perfect fit for him then. Mm, I didn't know that. I saw the I saw a priest in the chat. I thought he was meant to mistype him telling you to preach when you were talking. I thought he was saying preach, Corey, but it, okay. No, no, no. Iowa fans hate Brian Ferentz. Yeah, just uh, my co-host Josh yeah. Cook. Um, if you if you ever want to know how much somebody hates Brian Ferentz, he jokingly puts Brian Ferentz up for every coaching opening that's out there. But yeah, Iowa fans cannot stand Brian Ferentz, and ultimately, they're starting to detest Kirk Ferentz too. Now, and I've heard because my co-host on my Cats Talk Wednesday podcast, Terry Brown. Just got married and moved to Iowa. So he was up there amongst all the corn. And the word is to everybody that, that Ferentz There's a would few really like to. Yeah. Ferentz would really like to give the the job to Brian, but he can't do it with the offense being like this. And he's sticking around to they try to get an offense and then pass it to him, which if it's that happens, not, they would be not, living. That's not, not going to happen. Yeah. Even not going to happen. They're not going to find an offense because he will not get in this century. And that's frustrating because <laughs> Iowa could be so good. They're just not. <laughs> I mean, tight ends grow. I mean, we talk about the talent in LSU and Louisiana. If you're born a tight end in Iowa. I mean, they, they are, they produce tons of tight ends. Tight ends and O linemen. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's linemen. Right. So you got. You know, get you a couple skill guys, and and you you got your anchor already. You got your tight end situation all set. But and they, and they went to they went to Georgia to get their running back, so they're good. They're nope. good. Just just have an offense that helps your quarterback. You have a great thrower in, in Spencer Petrus, and you can't throw it. So uh, that game is going to be. I think uh, I think that's going to be a wash there. 
Uh, the Outback Bowl features Penn State versus Arkansas. I, I love Arkansas in this matchup. Arkansas is way going to be way too physical for Penn State, and KJ Jefferson I think is going to have a going to have a tremendous game there. So uh, I, I like Arkansas there. Miami in the Tony the Tiger Bowl <laughs> in, in El Paso. Like, is that is El Paso synonymous, John? Since you're the since you're uh, since you're the guy with all the stories, uh, is the t- is Tony the Tiger is, is Frosted Flakes synonymous with synonymous with El Paso, Texas? Why not? Uh, this used to, I think this used to be the Sun Bowl. And that, that, like General Mills and all that from Grand Rapids, all all those cereal companies. I have no idea. Maybe John will tell us in the chat. or General Mills or yeah. something is, is like Grand Rapids or somewhere in Michigan. I don't know. And, anyway, trying trying to figure out why they're the Tony the Tiger Bowl. <laughs> Uh, it's probably a bigger story than the actual game. Um, Washington State versus Miami. Yikes! It's gonna be. It's gonna. That's. I like. I mean, I like Washington State. I think they're playing really well, and I think they made the right choice with Dickert at, at, as their head coach. But yeesh. the Arizona Bowl, another yeesh. Central Michigan versus Boise State. Uh, Tax Slayer Bowl. Here's one that we can talk about. Uh, Wake Forest. Versus Texas A and M, this will be this will probably be a high scoring affair, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but eventually, I think Jimbo will get a couple more stops than Wake at some point, and they'll kind of pull away. You, you'd think, you'd hope. <laughs> Wake Wake plays defense the way Iowa plays offense. Right. Yeah. Allergic to it. <laughs> yeah. Stacy Bill O'Brien, I think, had a come to Jesus talk with uh, Nick Saban, and it seems like he was more in the flow uh, on Saturday than he's ever been. Uh, anytime I've ever watched a Bama game with him, because uh, y'all were Stacy was dogging old Bill, and he 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 put a plan together. He did, and <laughs> a non-robotic plan. He has those every once in a while, I guess. <laughs> Mediocre bad bowl games are jacking up your cable bills. Yes, yes, they are. Got to run, fellas. Have a good one. All right, thanks, Stacy. Yes, sir. All right. All right, y'all, y'all got to pick up the slack, slack in the chat. Uh, Wisconsin versus Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl. My man, Matthew Perkins. They're playing Arizona State. That's a sweet matchup. Here's one that I like. Oh, Herm Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's one that I thought would have been really fun. It could have been really fun. But uh, now it's Purdue versus Tennessee. I think that one's still going to be fun. Mm, yeah. Music yeah. City Bowl. I just yeah. think style of, style of play, I think it'll be exciting. And if I get was- if I get invited, I'm, I might just actually go to it. Uh, North Carolina versus South Carolina in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Do we like that one? And they, they played what opening day a year or two ago, right? Yeah, they did. And so it was a couple of years rematch of that. Uh North Carolina disappointing season. You know, they were they were really hyped. Um mm-hmm. I don't it doesn't really is it it doesn't does it have any juice to you? It doesn't have a whole lot of juice to me. Not a ton of juice. I think watching Sam Howell's exciting and, and seeing what seeing South Carolina can finish off their uh <laughs> for them miraculous season, but I don't know. <laughs> Not really. Not much juice. Uh, the Alamo Bowl features Oklahoma versus Oregon. I think Oklahoma's going to roll in that one. 
the from the cheese it the cheese it disappointment bowl Clemson versus Iowa State. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I I have no idea how to pick that one. None whatsoever. You know, Matt Campbell was one of those coaches we were talking about a year ago, and you know, mm. yeah, man, things just, change. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, any other interesting ones? I'm not going to read them. I'm not going to read them all out for, to you from here. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm missing Vandy's bowl game though. I don't know what, what, what bowl game do they make? Um, God, this list just keeps going. Didn't they add another one? Didn't they make it 42 now? Is Vandy not in that new bowl they just added? No. Like okay. Yeah. Yeah. But just 90 some percent of the SEC, not 100 percent. Okay. Man, what the hell? Money. Um, MTSU is playing in the coolest bowl versus Toledo. Uh, that's the Bahamas Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's always fun down there. Uh, your boys at Western Kentucky are playing in the Boca Raton Bowl against Appy State. Mm-hmm. That's BYU versus. Daddy. This is a terrible matchup. BYU versus UAB. BYU's going to wipe the floor. I love this. Utah State Oregon State bowl matchup. Utah State it might might kill them. Hey, they 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 shocked y'all against the Aztecs the other day. They, they put it God, on San Diego they? State. My <laughs> God, did they? Um, speaking of San Diego State, they get matched up with twelve and one UTSA. Mm. That's the Roadrunners. Me, me. Mm-hmm. Missouri. How about this one? Okay, this is this is a this is a relevant. These these next two are relevant bowl games for for our show. Uh, Missouri playing Army in the Armed Forces Bowl and Florida playing Central Florida in the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> exactly where you had the Gators at the start of the season. Right? Exactly where you had <laughs> the Dan ga- Mullen. The, the Bad Boy Mowers, where you see the same Bad Boy Mowers commercial about <laughs> 75 different, 75 times. Yeah, uh, little brother's gonna beat the Gators too, man. You know they can't wait. You know, talk about who wants to be there and who doesn't. You can, they can't wait to beat Florida in this bowl game. Florida, Florida's like, yeah, screw this. Yeah. Um, how much does Vegas suck if you're not 21? I don't know. I've never been when I wasn't 21. <laughs> uh, John, bad boy mowers, bad boy mower. Duke's Mayo is like big time. Big time brand. Oh yeah, it's, it's Dukes, they're, they're it's big brand. Kraft is JFG. Dukes is a big dog, man. Uh, the the San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl is a very odd sponsor. The, the a, Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. There's uh, the Independence Bowl is like some random bar in Shreveport. Bench warmers, I think. Mm. Poinsettia Bowl is older than you and I. That thing's been out there mm-hmm. <laughs> every year for. I don't know how long BYU and like Detmer was planning that thing in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember like starting off the bowl season like on December thirtieth, watching that game. Yeah. Now, now we're starting the bowl games next week, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so and dudes, man, dudes will be hopping in this portal. You have teams that will barely have full rosters. It's going to be you got guys who go opt out. You know. There's teams, that, there's, teams, there's teams that are going to barely have enough to, to compete. Exactly. Exactly. Like like Oklahoma might, like, with transfer portal people and opt-outs and things, I mean, Oklahoma's going to struggle. Had to patch up a squad, literally. Literally. Mm-hmm. Literally. Well, uh, 
Vinny, I think that I think that's going to do it. I think we're going to I think we're going to have a good stopping point right there. Um, unfortunately, Israel, uh, unfortunately, Israel was not able to uh, sneak away from kissing babies and shaking hands in his charity event uh, to join us tonight. But that's OK. But a quick programming note, uh, we are going to be on Christmas break. Um, Starting next week, we're going to go on a little, uh, I don't want to call it a hiatus because that might, that sounds a little harsh and a little bit long, but we're going to come back right before uh, the major bowls, uh, right before the the playoff games and, and give you a good sponsor or not give you a good, not sponsor, but give you a good uh, preview of, of what's to come with the, with the college football playoff on New Year's Eve. So we'll, we'll, we'll be at you right there. Um Early signing period comes up next week, but we'll 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 chat a little bit more about that and who won early signing period and all that stuff and recruits things when we come back from Christmas. Uh, and so we'll we'll be, we'll be back at you then. I uh, hope you don't miss us too much, but I think that's what a couple of weeks, and then we'll the the week after Christmas, which I think Christmas is on a Saturday, so twenty seventh we'll be back at we'll be back at you ready to ready to rock and roll as usual. And then we'll, we'll get into uh, my man Vinny's uh, wheelhouse, which is basketball. Uh, Cause he's a Kentucky fan. So yeah. we just assume that all Kentucky fans wheelhouse is basketball. It's kind of what we're known for. You know, it's, we're becoming a football state to everybody now since they mm-hmm. put together a few solid seasons, but uh Everybody bleeds blue. We love football too, but appreciate you, John. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we and we got it. We gotta get Tony on here. We gotta get Tony on here when it's basketball time. Oh, and, and Tony Delk. You oh, still let's see, man. Oh, uh, we'll see. He, I don't know. Is he uh, still? We, not right now. I don't. I know they were still talking with him. I don't know if he's going to renew or not. Oh. Uh, we did a full year a few months ago, and uh, I know he had some other little. I think it was broadcasting some other stuff he was looking into. So I don't know if we if we got TD with leaving Kentucky right now. I just been flying solo or or getting guests here at the yeah. moment. I did solo well, last l- night. Let's let's just get it for one episode. And he's got to wear the uh, he's got to wear his denim jersey. How about that? <laughs> That's it. The ninety six. Yes, ninety six <laughs> denim jersey. Was that Patino's first? How long had Patino been there at that point? Patino got there in 89. So it was, they won it in 96. That was his seventh year when they oh, finally wow. won it. Went to Final Four in 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost to Michigan and the Fab Five, Chris Webber and all those guys. And it yeah. was just fun talking about all that with him because, you know, he was at UK when I'm in high school. So I'm watching all those games and then getting his firsthand experience of it was, that was pretty cool. That is. That's really cool. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah. So that's a that's the quick programming note there. Again, our uh, our social information is not scrolling, but Vinny has his in his title bar. Um, at I am at Coach Burton thirty six at Believe in Dogs. Vinny at Vinny Hardy at Believe in Kentucky. Again at YSN underscore SEC to follow the network at Believe Podcast to follow the Believe Podcast Network. Um, and uh, follow all the people that we are associated with. So uh, we we thank you for joining us. However you found us, uh, I know this isn't your usual. This isn't the usual setup, but this has been fun uh, here on uh, here on the restream. So um, for Vinny, I'm Corey. Until next time, have a merry Christmas. We'll see you back here. Get ready for the new year, and uh, we'll we'll keep this thing rolling. Absolutely. Good night.
Appreciate y'all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.